2: Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
3: All right, places, please. The Daily Make show is on deck. <laughs> Guitars plugged in. Drums ready to go. Chickens. Are other animals. <laughs> and
2: action
3: this is the daily mig show on the rock with taryn daly and steve miggs while
2: listening to the daily Mix show please refrain from any unnecessary finger
3: gesturing 99.9 kisw
2: what is shaking
4: rockaholics happy hump day one and all steve miggs two thumbs up can you give it to me
5: two humps up
4: two humps up all right yeah buddy that's a way to do hump, it hump. it's time to inform the rockaholics
3: Knowledge is power. So give us five-ish minutes and we'll give you uh some interesting stuff you can talk about at work. This is the Daily Migs download.
4: AKA the DMD.
3: Here's your daily dose of doings happening in the world.
5: And the DMD is brought to you by Palace Lawn. Today is a day to do something inconvenient. It's National Inconvenience Yourself Day.
4: Oh, sounds uh, fun.
5: Yeah, I don't know. What, what would be the most inconvenient thing you could do? Go to a dentist? I don't know.
4: Oh, no thanks.
5: can't think of anything else.
4: I don't want to celebrate that.
5: I mean, we come here every day. That's kind of inconvenient. <laughs> Driving from Puyallup cool. in the morning. That stinks. It's also National Public Sleeping Day.
4: Yeah. I feel like you'd be good at this.
5: I, could, I, I have play, movie theaters. I've done it there. I've nodded off at church more times than I can remember. Um, meetings. Mm-hmm. Most recently in the parking lot outside of my gym.
4: You just nodded off.
5: I just sat there. Sometimes I, I kind of think about things and like, do I really want to go in here? I, I parked. I should go in there. And I remember one time I just kind of just like... I don't even know how many minutes went by, but all of a sudden, like that moment of just pure panic, like, where am I? And I realized I'm outside the gym. I'm like, what the hell is happening? This is not good. I need to get more and more rest.
4: I'm not able to sleep in public. So this Nowhere. holiday is all yours. Airplanes. No, I can't. I mean, occasionally maybe on an airplane, but that's very rare.
5: Backseat of a car.
4: No, Danny, I'm just not a good sleeper. You sleep
5: in public, right? Not really. No? no. Sarah?
4: Oh,
3: I
2: always sleep in public.
5: <laughs> I feel like you're being sarcastic. No, I do. Like both, where?
2: Both. Just normally and with my husband sometimes.
5: Okay. Oh, uh, we're not talking about bathrooms at baseball stadiums <laughs> there, Sarah.
2: <laughs> well, we should
5: be. Speaking of bathrooms, I'm sure a lot of us could probably tell stories that we're not too proud of things that we did when we were teenagers, where we just kind of, we'll go, go back to inconvenience yourself day, like inconveniencing others, like mm-hmm. just doing stupid things like throwing snowballs at cars or egging cars or teepeeing houses. Like we've all done dumb things as teenagers that maybe we look back on and like, That was not that cool. But I feel like these teenagers, one day they're going to look back on what they did and be like, we were the absolute worst. There's this guy named Stefano who ended up hurting his back because some teenagers decided to push over the porta potty that he was using at the time. In fact, here's Stefano talking about this prank.
1: I saw the portable potty and I wanted to use it. I felt the thing uh, start to move and I was so freaking scared, you know? I started shouting, hey, hey! It just kept on moving, and it fell to the side. I uh, fell on my back, and he said, yeah, I think it was a couple of teenagers. It may sound funny when you're a kid. It's not if you're the guy inside. It's not funny at all. It's, It's something that could have ended in a very unfunny way. He sounds so sad.
4: I feel terrible for
1: that guy.
5: Can we actually lower the music and play this music and play that clip again to really hit home how sad this story is?
1: I saw the portable potty and I wanted to use it. I felt the thing uh, start to move and I was so freaking scared, you know? I started shouting, hey, hey! It just kept on moving and it fell to the side. I uh, fell on my back and he said, yeah, I think it was a couple of teenagers. It may sound funny when you're a kid. It's not if you're the guy inside. It's not funny at all. It's, it's something that could have ended in a very unfunny way.
4: For as sad as you're playing this off to be, Steve. You look very satisfied with yourself right now.
5: <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to hell. I feel bad for him. I just want people to understand how sad that story was.
4: Well, how about this guy? There's a 43-year-old man from Florida named Jonathan Whitesides who was arrested after he drunkenly drove up to a sheriff's substation. So he's a mechanic for the local school board, and he was hauling an airboat, which fell off of the trailer right in front of this this station. So the cops, of course, noticed. They said he appeared drunk, but before they could get to him, he left the scene. But then he came back to the scene with another guy. Oh, boy. James. They tried to get James to calm down as they were arguing with the police. And then James and Jonathan took aggressive stances. They both ended up getting arrested. Can, can we have
5: pictures of these aggressive stances? I'm picturing them like in a football stance, like, ah, oh, let's go.
4: Get this. So Jonathan, who's the original driver, he had the craziest blood alcohol content. 0.334 what? and 0.307, way over the legal limit of 0.08. The fact that he was operating a vehicle is terrifying. You kind
5: of, oh, dude, absolutely. You kind of want to know where the hell was he... Where was he drinking at? And where was he taking the airboat? I mean, at least it was an easy commute for the police officers. Like, well, we're right here, you dumbasses. Just step in the back. Florida man named Casey, he also is a dumbass because he thought he could purchase a brand new $140,000 Porsche, one of the 911 turbos, by creating a fake check. Like, they wouldn't do the background check on all of this. And I was like, here's my check for $140,000. The authorities claim that he used his computer and a printer to copy a cashier's check. And then the dealership's like, yeah, this looks fake. And it was. Uh, he apparently also tried to use another fake check for about $61,000 at a jeweler and they to buy a couple of Rolex watches. Yeah, he's in a little bit of trouble for all of that.
4: I would imagine so.
5: As far as weather, 51 degrees going to rain today. And that was the Daily Mix download, and that's what's up. The Daily Mix
0: Show.
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: Rockaholics, have you ever gotten the call that you needed to come and pick your kid up because of their bad behavior? Or when you were a kid, did your parents ever get that call because of something you did? Call in now, 206-803-ROCK. And the reason that we're asking this- This happened
5: to you yesterday. is because it
4: happened to me yesterday. And we
5: were in the office, and then you just come in. I'm, I'm BSing with Miles and Thrill in our office, and we're all having a good time. And you just go, you looked panicked. You're like, hey, I just got the call.
4: I and got the call. Like, what does that even mean? I see the, that my phone is ringing, and it's the lead teacher at the school. And so I, I stepped out of our little cubby hole, and I uh, answered the call, and she- Proceeds to tell me that there's a behavioral issue. I thought for sure it was like, oh, your kid puked. Come pick him up. He's sick or something. That happens. But no, there's a behavioral concern. Okay. I'm like, go on. She tells me that Barrett and his other little buddy.
5: And Barrett's four.
4: He's four. And this kid is maybe three. Yeah. Okay. And they're chanting, O-S, 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 <laughs> O-S, O-S, <laughs> over and over. And at first they just kind of like let it go and thought maybe these kids would- you know, shake out of it or whatever. But then they had to go over and say, hey, those Stop are words it. that you can't say, those, especially in front of your other friends. And apparently- it OS is up,
5: better than eat S. I mean, That's you know, true. It's a little less aggressive.
4: So apparently they started back into it again, at which point the lead teacher went over and said, okay, if if you're not going to follow the rules that you can't say this word, then you can go separately into the bathroom one at a time and get it out of your system. Go ahead and go Did say- they, they,
5: Were they chanting it because they had a go S?
4: I don't eat. I have no idea.
5: <laughs> like, what? I don't understand the punishment. We're going to leave you in the bathroom?
4: Basically, I think they just wanted to remove the kids from I the group setting so that they couldn't, so the kids weren't hearing it. Okay. And uh, other kids weren't hearing it. And so, of course, they suggest this, and the, the little kid is like, no, I don't want to do that. And my son is like, okay, I'll do that. Okay. So that he goes into the bathroom, and the teacher said that for the next 20 minutes, he's in the bathroom whispering, O.S. O-S-O-S OS, for 20 minutes.
5: You think at some point he'd get bored of saying that? Well, then. Toddlers are interesting.
4: Then the little buddy, he joins my son in the bathroom, and now they're at it again. O-S-O-S-O-S. OS, OS. And then it goes to a whole nother level. Okay. One of the teachers opens the door to the bathroom to get them out of there, and one of them says, and we don't know which one, close the effing door.
5: <laughs> wow. We're busy in here. We're saying, we're chanting O
4: S. <laughs> Close the effing door.
5: Ooh, do you think it's Barrett, or do you think it was the younger one?
4: I mean, I I would assume that it was mine because he's the older one, and he's definitely aware of swear words. Like we don't let him swear though, but if he hears a swear word, he will tell you, or mm-hmm. you know, or he'll call you out on it. Oh, hey, Danny, that was a bad word you said. He'll tell Dude, you.
5: That is my biggest fear right now: is saying a swear word in front of Tatum. Because my wife does not curse at all; like she just doesn't curse. So if if Tatum all of a sudden starts saying a curse word, it's I can't. On you. Yeah, I can't be like, "What'd you say to her?" Like it's obvious to me. So like anytime I talk to my buddies, where I sometimes lose that filter, I go into another room because I'm like, I know I'm dropping f bombs.
4: Well, and these a lot of the words that he has learned or things he's learned, he has brought home from school, and I'm not blaming any other, you know. Kids or whatever, but this is what they do. That three-year-old
5: sounds like a problem.
4: He's a real hooligan. No, not at all. But he'll come home from school sometimes and say, Mom, do you want to know what so-and-so said in the woods today? And I'm like, yes, I do. And you're not going to get in trouble for telling me. Go ahead and tell me. And then he'll say a bad word that he learned in the woods that day. And I'm like, okay, you're not in trouble for, for telling me, but you are not allowed to use this word, and you certainly cannot use this word at school. So yesterday when he was picked up and brought home, we had to have a very serious discussion.
5: He's right in his head going, oh, S, I'm in trouble.
4: (laughs) Oh, S, oh, S, oh, S. -S -S -S. 206-803-ROCK, have you ever gotten the call that you needed to come and pick up your kid because of their behavior? Or when you were a small child, did your parents ever get that call because of something you did?
3: The Daily Mix
2: Show.
4: Rockaholics this morning. 206-803-ROCK, we are asking you to call up if you have ever gotten the call that you need to pick up your kid. Because of their behavior or when you were a kid, did your parents ever get that call because of something that you did? We're asking this because I got that call yesterday and now we want to hear from Matt in Monroe. Matthew, what happened to you when you were a kid?
3: My mom got the call not for behavior but because I disappeared because I ran away from preschool.
4: (laughs) Did they Like like a prison break? They like lost you? Like they didn't know where you were?
3: They didn't know where I was. No, I went home and snuck into the house and was hiding out at the house. Do you remember? Yeah, so they had no idea for about four hours where I was.
5: Oh my, gosh, my god! That is a parent's
4: terrified. worst nightmare.
5: Do you remember why you decided to run away from preschool? Was it like you didn't feel like coloring inside yeah, the lines? I
1: didn't like all. I didn't like all the other kids.
5: Oh, you didn't like the other kids. I got gotcha. you. I thought
4: maybe it was a bad snack that day. I'm not eating this snack.
5: I think it's phone cut out on us, but yeah, dude, that's crazy. That would be. You're right. Four hours of not knowing where your kid is. That would give me a
4: complete panic attack. There
5: are moments where even in our house, I'm like, where's Tatum? And I know she's in the house somewhere. I don't have to really be that worried, but I'm like, we need to call the authorities. When it gets
4: quiet, that's when you know you're <laughs> yeah, in
5: big trouble. That's a helicopter, Pam. Where is she?
4: Joshua! Is she okay? Joshua in Gig Harbor, what happened in, in your
1: youth? Hey, when I was a kid, I went to school at a Catholic school, and Sister Rebecca tried to hit me with a ruler. Steve, she tried to hit me. This is back then, and I took it, and I ran, and I hid in some bushes right next to the police station, and a funeral home, and I stayed in there for about four plus hours.
5: Dude, the teachers in Catholic schools are straight up. I mean, terrifying. Yes, I mean I, it, it's insane. Like hearing your story, I remember when I, I went to an all boys Catholic high school, and it was like they would use whatever they could as a weapon. But like you were just constantly being hit. It's like what a violent, violent way to handle education. <laughs>
1: Well, only Sister Rebecca would do the hitting.
5: Oh, it's always those, the sisters.
1: Yeah, and it, it was one of those long rulers, too. Ooh. She, she came up trying to swing it, and when she swung it, I grabbed it and I ran. And I threw it down, had to run downstairs and hide in the bushes. It was, it was pretty good.
5: Off a little on topic, but a little off topic as well. Do you remember the first curse word that you? Oh! I didn't
2: mean- <laughs> is-
4: that's
5: my fault, Steve. I knew that's you were. I was like, What are you doing? My Lob fault. it up. That is my fault. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I thought that, that, no, that's, my, that's on me. As soon as I asked the question, I should have said, Don't say it, but just give us like the F word, <laughs> oh, the boy. S word. Well, apparently he and my four-year-old son learned the same one. Well, someone said y- your, your, your kid probably learned it from your dad because when we had your dad on the other day, <laughs> he dropped the S-word.
4: That's true. I'm giving How? all the credit to, to Papa Craig. Do we need to have like one of those signs that it's been this many days
5: without the S-word being said yeah. on the Daily Make show? Apparently. I feel like every day we've had the S-word, except for yesterday.
4: Now, let's just make it one today. <laughs> Maria in Muckle Teo, what happened in your youth? Uh,
0: so when I was in sixth grade, um, I my younger brother was in second grade and he was being teased. Um, he was born with some medical issues and he had a prosthetic leg. And so we were at recess and I found my brother on the soccer field crying his eyes out while everybody else was laughing at him and um, calling him names. And I went over to ask him what was going on. And these kids were teasing him, being very mean, so I literally asked my brother to take his prosthetic leg off and hand it to me, and he looked at me like I was dumb, (laughs) and uh, I took it from him, and I went and found these boys that were being mean to him, and I hit these boys with his prosthetic leg. Um, What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, told them that they were to never treat my brother that way, and if they did, I would do it again. So I, needless to say, went to the principal's office, and they called my mom, and I thought I was going to get in so much trouble, but my mother was just actually proud that I stood up for my brother, so I didn't get in trouble. I did get suspended for three days. Worth it. Yes,
5: absolutely. Worth it for, A, for what you're, you're taking, you know, defense, but also for the story of a lifetime. I mean, I feel like you're the making of, like, a Quentin Tarantino badass female action star. Give me your leg. And I, then you just start crushing people with it. I was it.
4: thinking that could be the new weapon in, like, a future game of Clue. Like, in the <laughs> library with the prosthetic leg.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thanks, Maria. Amazing. That's
5: wild. I would never mess with that family again. Like, if I'm, like, one of those idiots out there, and, you're know, like, all of a sudden you see – like you're making fun of a kid and his sister shows up and says, Hand me your leg and he just hands over
4: the leg and you just starts swinging at people. I mean, yeah, that's I, I wish she was my big sister. Right. Todd in Auburn. What's your story this morning?
3: Well, I had a I got a call when I was at work from uh my son's vice principal, I think. And uh he said he'd been caught across the street smoking weed with some some other kids. Oh boy. And he was getting expelled and uh you know he's in trouble and i'm like really i said that doesn't sound like something my son would do but okay you've got him obviously he's sitting in your office he says you need to come pick him up i'm like well i'm at work my wife's at work i said we're an hour plus away from school and uh i said we don't live too far send him home can you do that yes with your acknowledgement we can let him go and he can walk home so i get off the phone with him i call my wife and you know, hit her with it, and she's astounded like I am, and uh, maybe 25 minutes goes by, and my wife calls me back, and she says, are you sure it's our son Tanner? And I was like, that's what he said, and he, she's like, there's an older Tanner in the same school that's one year older. I was like, oh, so I called the vice principal back, and uh, he was backtracking pretty quick when I asked him which Tanner it was, <laughs> and you know, uh, yeah, I turned out Somebody else's kid to walk home, and I told them, told them I said you better hang up with me and call that guy's dad because uh, he's in uh, probably getting in a lot more trouble than than uh, he should. But,
5: yeah, you would think they would so double yeah, that, double check those kind of things when you're when you're dealing with somebody's children.
3: Same first and last name.
5: Wait, what? what? Yeah. First, okay, well that's his,
3: his that's name is it's not Smith, but it's like really weird.
5: Okay, well, then I can understand a little bit, but it's still kind of weird. Yeah. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah.
3: Thanks, Todd. Yeah. Hey, one more quick thing. Love the show, and this one's
4: for Steve. My oh, man. Oh. That's the
1: best.
2: The Daily Mix show. Show, show, show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.